You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 70. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Yoga Boss, and I'm your host, Jackie Murphy. Today, we're going into episode number 70, Pricing Drama. I'm going to tell you what pricing drama is, why it is there, what to do about it, and how to solve it once and for all. I wanted to start this episode with the definition of drama. So I went to the Googles and I typed in the definition of drama. The definition is a story or a situation which usually presents some sort of conflict. Now, there's lots of other definitions. And you know, for this podcast, we're not talking about a story that presents conflict, but we're talking about a situation that presents conflict specifically for you and your business. So pricing drama is when you have any kind of situation that is creating conflict around what you charge or your price for your offer. Now, I know so many yoga teachers experience pricing drama in their business, and it doesn't feel good and it holds you back. So pricing drama might be focused on what isn't going to work about your price. Pricing drama might be when you are confused about what to charge, or pricing drama might come up when you are doubting what to charge for your offer. So I want you to think about your specific offer in your business and just ask yourself, do I have any sort of conflict around my price? Is there anywhere where it doesn't feel aligned And that is your pricing drama. So let's go through a few examples of how I see pricing drama come up. The first example I want to speak to is something that I've seen so often that I actually just started taking like screenshots of it to eventually do a story about this one day on my Instagram. But yoga teachers are looking to the external world to help them price their offer. So the drama that is created is that they have something they want to put out into the world. They have some sort of value that they want to deliver and they are conflicted about what to charge for their offer, what to price their offer at. And so what I see happen is yoga teachers go to different Facebook groups and type in the question, what should I charge for this offer or that offer? Or I see yoga teachers go to mentor teachers or older teachers and ask them, hey, what should I charge for this offer? And we put all of the responsibility on the external world deciding what your price should be in that example. When the external world, let's say the Facebook group or the mentor teacher tells you, oh, you should charge this or you should charge that, it isn't like your brain is going to automatically be like, yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm going to go charge that. No, 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 no. 
This is where the drama happens. You're going to be told a price. You're going to be told, okay, hey, charge this. Everyone has an opinion about what you should charge and they will tell you. And once they tell you, your brain is going to be like, wait a second, I wanted to charge more. I want to make more than that. Or wait a second, is that, a, is that too much? Can I charge that? Either way, your brain is going to react to whatever price that they just gave you. So this is one way that pricing drama comes up. The other way that I see pricing drama come up for yoga teachers is in selling. And let's say that you're having a conversation with someone, they're clearly interested in what you're wanting, what you're offering, they want to buy, and you tell them the price. And they respond, oh my gosh, it's too expensive. This is where pricing drama comes in. All of a sudden, this person thinks that your offer is too expensive and your brain will start to doubt, oh my gosh, is it too expensive? Shoot, I should charge less. How, who do I think I am charging this? I can't charge this. No one is ever going to buy my offer. That's also pricing drama. You're conflicted about what other people think about your price. Let me tell you just a little hint. No one will ever agree about your price. All right, the third place that I see pricing drama come up is when yoga teachers are not clear on what their price is. So they're not sure on the price and either they're not deciding and going forward and making offers or they're entertaining like three different prices. This person gets it for this amount and this person gets it for this amount and this person gets it for this amount and every single price is different. You have conflicted ideas about the value of your work and it's showing up in different prices for different students. That is pricing drama. The reason that pricing drama is such a problem is because you cannot step fully into the seat of CEO and sell your offer clearly in a way that builds trust and makes your students feel comfortable when they want to buy from you. If you are conflicted internally about your price, your audience will be conflicted about buying. The pricing drama that you feel internally will be reflected in your monthly revenue or your yearly revenue. So what I want to make sure is very clear is that the answer to solve pricing drama is not to change your price. When someone tells you, hey, that's too expensive for me, or when a mentor teacher says, hey, you should be charging less, that doesn't mean anything about your price or your offer, and it definitely doesn't mean that you should just listen to them and then change your price. Remember, people have to see something 16 times before they feel comfortable enough to buy, typically. So if they see your offer and it's one price, and then they see your offer and it's a different price, and they see a different offer and it's a different price, they're like, whoa, 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 I don't know what's going on over there. They're not going to feel comfortable. They're not going to trust you enough to buy your offer. So every single time you change your price, it's like taking four steps back in your business. That is not the answer to solving pricing drama because changing your price, changing the number doesn't clear up the drama about it. 
Let's say you do decide to lower your price after someone says it's too expensive. And then you have another sales conversation at the new lower price and somebody else says, oh my gosh, that is too expensive again. You can't just keep lowering your price in hopes that no one will ever say that to you again. So the answer to pricing drama is not to change your price. The other answer that yoga teachers try and go to is to change their marketing. They're like, okay, I'm not changing my price, but I'm going to change my marketing to quote unquote, attract better people. And what happens when you start to shift your marketing so that you feel better about your price, so that you want to attract people who feel better about your price is you're changing who you are in business. You're letting your students, you're letting your audience dictate how you show up, what you charge, how you charge it. This is goes into the third thing that I see yoga teachers do to clear up pricing drama, which is market research. You start to ask the market, hey, what do you guys think? What do you guys want? And again, y'all, everyone has an opinion, so the market will respond, but it doesn't mean that they're telling you the secret to a successful business. The example I want to give you with this is I, in very early days, would pull the studio for like what class times they wanted. And very often people would be like a 7 a.m. class. That would be amazing. That's what we want. Definitely do that. And so then we would put on a 7 a.m. class and crickets. Nobody would come. And it's not because people are like lying to you. They just genuinely are trying to tell you what they think is best. But what they think is best isn't always what's best for the business. So when you're polling your audience and when you're doing the market research about how people think you should show up and how people think you should price your offer, all of a sudden, you're no longer an entrepreneur and a boss of your own business. What's happened is you've become an employee to your students. And now you're just serving them and and satisfying what they say that they want instead of you standing firm in the seat of entrepreneurship, in the seat of CEO, and directing where you want your business to go. So let's kind of recap. Pricing drama is when you feel conflicted about the price of your offer. It shows up in the when you have people tell you, oh my God, it's too expensive, or you think it's too expensive, when you are outsourcing your price to somebody else to decide, or when you're changing your price and you're doubting it and you're getting different offers for everyone, different people. The solution is not to change your price. It's not to change your marketing. It's not to do market research. It's not to put your students in the seat of CEO and you in the seat of employee. That's not going to work. In business, you always want to be taking ownership for what it is that you want to create in the world. What revolution, what vision do you have that you want to create in the world? So let's talk about where pricing drama actually comes from, because it doesn't actually come from other people saying, hey, it's too expensive. When you are really rooted and grounded and solid in your price and someone offers the thought of it's too expensive, you're like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding? Did you not understand the deal I just laid out for you? You don't believe the drama. You don't get into the story with them. So 
pricing drama can't come from other people and it can't come from what you are told about what you should charge and it can't come from anything external. Pricing drama is created when your thoughts about yourself as a teacher, when your thoughts about your students, and when your thoughts about your offer are misaligned. That is the only time pricing drama happens. So how do you know if your thoughts about yourself, your thoughts about your students, or your thoughts about your offer are misaligned? Here's just two simple ways you can check. Either you aren't clear that your offer is an undercharge, or you aren't clear that your offer is an over-deliver. So the first thing that you want to do is really understand that business is just exchanging value for value. When you price your offer and when you set out to sell that offer in the world, your students are gaining something from taking you up on your offer. You are also gaining something when they say yes and you get to teach them. Business is always value for value. No one is just like giving you money to give you money. You are earning it. You want to make sure that you're allowing yourself to receive the value of what you're putting out into the world. So when you think about your offer being an undercharge, this is when you know the value of what you put out to the, into the world, the value of your offer is so far beyond the cost of the actual offer. So let's say you're charging $10 for a drop-in class. What you want to make sure is that you know this is an undercharge. They pay $10. That's what you get. You earn that. And they get a beautiful, amazing class that is completely way beyond their expectations. It's an undercharge. It's a no-brainer. Why would you not, of course, sign up for this? It's going to be packed full of value. You also want to look at and make sure that you know that your offer is an over-deliver. When you are over-delivering, you are exceeding the expectations of what your students think they will get. And it is something that you just get to decide to do. You just get to decide to over-deliver. You get to decide to delight and surprise your students. So I want you to think about your offer at its current price. Again, let's go to the drop-in class at $10. What would make that a complete over-deliver? Maybe it's really specific cues that help them get into a really safe post. Maybe it's an additional like 10-minute meditation Maybe it's a recording of the class they get to take home. Maybe the over-deliver is just your quality of presence and teaching that really lands them in their practice. Okay, so I want you to take a moment to think about your offer. The first step is creating awareness around where your thoughts have not been in alignment where you haven't been believing that what you're offering is an undercharge and an over-deliver. 
And the second step is to clean up those thoughts. We want to clean up the drama and get really crystal clear on the value of our offer. So I want you to do this little exercise, like truly you could pause the episode, write this down, come back to it, whatever works for you. If you're driving, you're going to want to make sure you pause (laughs) and listen to this later where you can write stuff down. But I want you to get super crystal clear on the lifetime value of what it is that you deliver. So we tend to think in this really finite, limited, they spend $10, they get a yoga class. And I want you to pull back the constraints and look at it in a more infinite way. What is the lifetime value of investing in yoga? You want to look for evidence to expand your capacity to see that you're undercharging and over-delivering. So I want you to think about one, what if your clients don't invest with you, if they don't choose to take you up on your offer, how much time are they going to try and spend themselves getting to where they want to go, but not actually getting there? How much time are they going to spend trying to get themselves to a place of less stress or less anxiety or more flexibility? How much time in their lifetime are they going to spend? And know that people pay for a collapsed timeline. People pay to get results faster. So how much time are you saving them? Also consider... Let's say that someone wants to work with you to really reconnect to their cycle. I have a client who's working with women rebalancing their cycles, and I want you to think about how much money they will spend trying to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and the lifetime trying to connect back to themselves. Like, What's it going to cost them in the long run? versus just investing with you right then. And then the last thing I want you to consider is how much energy might they lose trying to go at it alone? What if they try and go to create a yoga practice and they can't show up consistently and they start to believe this false narrative about how they just aren't the kind of person who can do yoga, aren't the kind of person who can have peace and calm in their lives, how much emotional energy will be wasted? What's the effect of that over a lifetime? You want to take your concept of the value of your offer to like a 10x level and really see the full value of your offer. So what I think about with my own business, like, yes, it's an investment to work with me and my Yoga Boss group program, but that investment will save you so much time of you trying to do it alone. It'll save you so much money of spending money on the wrong things. It will make you so much money in a lifetime And it can save you the emotional and mental well-being of knowing that you're the kind of person who can create their dreams. It can save you from some false beliefs of you not being able to do it. Like that is so huge. It makes my price look so small. Now, I don't want you to be like, okay, well, Jackie has like a money offer and it's easier to believe in your price when you're doing money for money. No way. 
If you're helping people in their relationships through yoga, if you're helping people with the relationship with themselves, if you're helping people get stronger, whatever your offer is, really consider these three questions. How much time would they spend in their lifetime trying to do it alone? How much money would they spend in their lifetime? What would it cost them if they didn't work with you? And how much energy or what false beliefs might they start to believe if they don't work with you in a lifetime? All of a sudden, once you are really rooted and clear on these three questions, your price will be an undercharge. And then you just get to decide how to over-deliver and blow it out of the water. And then all of a sudden, when you're rooted and like my offer is an undercharge and I know I over-deliver, it becomes fun to sell and you do not hold back selling. I think I'm going to do another podcast on like selling drama because <laughs> that also comes up. But this is the podcast on pricing drama. So get aware of where your contradictory beliefs have been holding you back about loving your price. Get super clear, clean it up, get really, really aware of how you're undercharging and over-delivering, and then let all of the noise go. No matter what everyone says, there is someone out there who will pay for your offer. People want to pay and they want to be sold too. Go out and make money, my friends. Talk to you soon.